Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Join in on a great conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the latest tricks and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome to the Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. And today's Spotlight interview is with Jeffrey Hazlett, primetime TV and podcast host. The Spotlight focuses on highlighting stars, greats, and game changers. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, so please set your calendar to hear from the world's elite. We just passed 2 million downloads on both of my weekly talk shows, so thanks a million, and check out the commercial coming later in this show. Yes, 2 million, and I thank you for your amazing patronage. And more breaking news, I'm on television with the Tony D'Urso TV show. Emmy-winning director Rich Tomeo joins me on the cast. We broadcast over many platforms such as Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Roku, the Voice America TV Network, and others. Together, they have over 100 million monthly viewers. You can also see these on my mobile app at TonyDurso.com slash mobile. Download that now and you will hear and see my other weekly talk shows. That's TonyDurso.com slash mobile. All right. Today, we set the stage for the spotlight to chat with Jeffrey Hazlett, primetime TV and podcast host. Jeffrey is the primetime television host of C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett and Executive Perspectives Live on C-Suite TV. And he's the host of the award-winning All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Jeffrey is a global business celebrity, Hall of Fame speaker, best-selling author, and chairman and CEO of C-Suite Network. This is absolutely amazing. I love this. Let's find out more. Here we go. Welcome to the Spotlight, Jeffrey. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking out time of your busy day. Because, I mean, you're doing shows and shows and shows. I know what that's like. And so, uh, man, I'm, I'm just glad to be here. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for understanding. Yeah, I'm doing three shows a week. And it's, it's got me lot. busy. <laughs> no, that's a lot. I got to tell you, the first time I did my television show on Bloomberg, um, you know, I, I was a judge on Celebrity Apprentice, did big uh, network shows as well. And then I, I did my own primetime show on, on Bloomberg. And I remember when I was selling it to him. I told them I wanted to do one every week, and they said, yeah, 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 yeah. And then <laughs> and then after I, I, I cut my first eight episodes, I went, okay, now I know why I don't create this big show every single week, because it takes a lot out of you. It sure does. I totally get it, and I love this subject. And there's just ways to cut it down, but fortunately for TV, you can shoot several episodes in one day, and that's the, my only savings grace to sanity. <laughs> yeah, d- yeah. Depending on what kind of show it is, right? I mean, if you've got more, more of a, you know, typically my shows are take about three days when I'm shooting C-suite with Jeffrey Hazel. Those those episodes take about three days on site, and uh, with a cast and crew, you know, of about eight nine people. So it it takes a village, so to speak. It, it's a lot of fun, and it's changed. It's allowed guys like you and I, you know, because I like to think I'm eye candy, but I'm not. You know, um, and it, it's a lot of guys, at least like me, because uh, you're a much better looking guy to be on TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> well, you know, you look you look very good as well. You're you know, you've, you've got to have a certain look, I think, for TV. But, you know, 
Today, things also kind of don't even matter so much. It's more the content and what you say and being consistent and delivering a good message. That's just the kind of the way I look at it. So everything else is a bonus to me. Amen. It's always about content. You know, it's just like, you know, social media, people saying, well, it's new. No, it's not. It's been around since the dawn of time. Um, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, we had Kiwanis Club and Rotary Club. Well, that was social media. It was just in a different form. And there used to be chess clubs and French clubs and, you know, uh, Klingon clubs, you know. Um, but there's now everybody can get together and do it across the world, across the, a digital platform. So you're not just limited by your location you're, you are, or limited by age or limited by socioeconomics. It, it's now open to anyone. And I think that's that's a pretty cool thing. And, and, and with this new TV and with the new podcasting and the new way of being able to transmit, you know, thoughts and dreams and aspirations via these shows it, it just gives you it opens up a whole huge opportunity of things that you just go like wow wow every every day i find that every day and it's just exciting i love it i love it and jeff you know i have so many questions excuse me Jeffrey or Jeff? Does it matter if I call you Jeff? It's a habit. It, no, it's it's absolutely okay. Although publicly, I get paid more for Jeffrey. You know, oh, it you just get paid richer. for that. <laughs> it right, just I, sounds richer. <laughs> I want to know who pays you because, uh, okay, put my name in the hat. All right, Jeffrey, I have so many questions to ask, but first, I would really love to know how did you get into media and become the whiz you are today. You know, I, I've always been in marketing and, and behind the marketing and, and sales, quite frankly. And behind all that, all my career has always been, you know, the media that's been out there and how to use it and the way to use it and what's the best way. And whether it was, you know, early on direct mail all the way through, you know, more uh, digital forms of media, I've always been a fairly early adopter, at least, you know, a good student of figuring out how best to use it. And, and you know, kind of like I'm, I'm a millennial trapped in a baby boom her body and 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 so as I was going through that you know and eventually worked my way into a you know fortune 100 company where I was a chief marketing officer managing budgets of billions and billions of dollars I just got to to understand the, the value of it and how to use it and but I also started to see that you know it was changing it was very early on in the in the 2000s when I started noticing that people were shifting their their screen habits you know, where we used to go home every day and watch a primetime show. And, you know, if you think back a primetime show way back, let's say like one of the biggest shows was was Happy Days. Well, at the at the primetime of Happy Days, you would have 60, 70 million people watching that show at night. So they were home watching that show. And today, the number one show on TV is Big Bang. And they're lucky if they have six million people watching it. What a difference. It, what a difference, you know, so, so, you know, and, and I have, I have children now who are, you know, 30, 31, 32, and, and, and my children don't have TVs, you know, don't have cable. That's so, unusual it, in this world because the younger generation, don't they grow up still on TV or is it all on their mobile app now? It's all on a box of some kind. So it's streamed. It's, it's what they would call over the top television. So you know, the way the TV was delivered, you bought cable, you bought, you know, you had a signal, we had an antenna, then it became cable. And now cable's just used for the internet connection. And so it, it's only that internet connection or now a wireless connection. And so, you know, it's, it's easier just to take your laptop and, and throw that up on the wall. I see. Very interesting on that. And then 
So, you know, years ago I got started in, you know, started my own companies and, and bought some a television license at one time, sold that off, bought a cellular company, sold that off, and I bought and sold businesses and I went through it and I got very involved in the printing industry uh, and, and graphic arts industries, which eventually led me to Kodak. And um, But prior to Kodak, I helped do a roll-up of about 150 companies. I've bought and sold over 250 companies in my career, about $25 billion, and then that landed me um, at Kodak at Eastman Kodak, where I was the chief marketing officer. And during that time, you know, at Kodak, I started, you know, obviously being the spokesperson that was part of my job for the company. And so I started doing Fox and started doing MSNBC and CNBC and uh, the Today Show and, you know, all the various shows because, you know, first of all, Kodak's a very iconic brand. And then second, you know, I was actually fairly good at it. And, um, you know, I kind of talk to myself sometimes in the third party because you have to do that at, at the stuff that we do, you know, because you like you, Tony, you, you treat yourself as though it's a product. And and that's what that I am now. I have got people who just manage my my media, you know, manage my books, manage my TV shows, manage my my uh, my podcasting, manage my public appearances, my my speeches. So but when I was at Kodak, um I, I did the Celebrity Apprentice show, and I was a judge on the Celebrity Apprentice for three years. And, and that experience kind of led me to getting to know a lot more TV people. And, and of course, um, you know, Kodak's very iconic. It was, you know, we do the Kodak theater and the motion picture business. So, you know, 95% of all motion pictures are still on Kodak film. And so, you know, um, I was the focus executive in that area. So I worked a lot with our teams in Hollywood and Bollywood. And and so I got to know that side of the business. And so when I left Kodak, I, it was only natural that I kind of pursued that side of it. Absolutely amazing to hear that. What a rocket ride from one to another. And you just keep growing. Hats off to you. That is absolutely amazing. Well, thank you. You know, but, you know, Tony, it's just adding zeros. When you think about it, and, and it was tough sometimes, you know, certainly in the transformation of Kodak, you know, a lot of people say, why did they go bankrupt a few years ago? Now, I left eight years ago. But, you know, while, while I was there, you know, it was very difficult. And, you know, and, and changing the mood in the company's tough. But when, but when I was looking at making decisions, you know, could I come from Sioux Falls, South Dakota? All right. And I'm, I'm from a state that most people fly over. I'm from a place where, you know, there are more people in the stands of the Indianapolis 500 the day of the race than my entire state. So, you know, and so when you when you're in Main Street in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is, you know, literally, come on, it's not that big. And then, it may not, and then be, you, it may not be that big, but I have heard of it. <laughs> yeah. But 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 my point is, you know, you're on a Main Street in a small town or smaller cities. And then you, you propel yourself up to, you know, Wall Street, you know, and big business and, and where you measure measure budgets by billions, you know. You know, we had a $152 billion company, $17 billion budget for marketing, for instance, and advertising. Well, you know, it's, it's like, oh my, you know, it make, it tightens up the sphincter. It's, it's a very, very scary kind of thing, right? And, um, and, and my point is, but it's just zeros. Take away the zeros. It's the same decisions, whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street. You just, you just take away the zeros, you know. It just becomes more intense, but you take that away. And would this be a good decision if I were running a business in Sioux Falls, South Dakota? So that's how I used to look at it. So I didn't think of it like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to spend $2 million or I'm going to spend $20 million or I'm making a commitment here or there or I've got to help cut, you know, $2 billion. 
you know, which, I, you know, there were times I had to do that and to make the transformation that we were trying to on the digital side and, and, and preserve the company as much as, as possible because the, because quite frankly, the leadership before us didn't make those hard decisions. And so we were trying to, to make that happen. But when you do that, you, you t- I take away the zeros and I look at it and say, is this a good decision in, in Sioux Falls? My father-in-law asked me that. He's a he was a rancher and a, a farmer in South Dakota, and he, and he would say, "Geez, Jeff, I mean, how do you make those decisions?" And that's that's how I told him. I said, "I just said I take away the zeros." That is quite interesting. And I have a couple of questions on this from different points. You may have talked a little bit about this, but I'm very interested in one of your philosophical statements. You talk about adapt, change, or die, and those are very strong words, even harsh for some. Can you tell us more about that? Well, business is a harsh business. I mean, this isn't for the, the you know, it's it's called hard work because it's freaking hard. So, you know, and that's what that's what you're going to go into business with is understand it's not going to be a cakewalk and you, you can lose everything. And if you're like most entrepreneurs, you're putting up your house and you're and you're and you're giving up a lot of family time and you're making huge sacrifices in order to try to have the payoff. Well, the, the thing happens to occur. You don't just. You know, change change occurs, and you have to adapt with the change. You have to understand that change is constantly going to occur, and your job is to adapt with it, or you're going to die. Your business will die because customers change, technology changes, the way in which we do business. This is the spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Just ahead, the chat continues with Jeffrey Hazlett, primetime TV and podcast host. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hi, Tony here with a quick word about getting you discovered. Do you want a lot of people checking out your sales page? your branding page, your podcast? Like many people, are you just trying to do it all yourself? Or maybe get by with a virtual assistant or two? Are you taking webinars, seminars, and workshops to learn how to grow your social media and how to bring visitors to your site? Or are you downloading free eBooks, buying books, buying classes, doing this and that just to learn how to get more sales, more people, more exposure? We all do. And it isn't all that it's cracked up to be for some, is it? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. It takes a lot of training. I've written books on this, and I'm helping others get a lot of visitors to their web pages and podcasts. And I mean thousands and thousands every month. Check it out. Go to TonyDierso.com slash grow. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O dot com slash G-R-O-W. TonyDierso.com slash grow. And get discovered. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events 
to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight. Today's show is with Jeffrey Hazlett, primetime TV and podcast host. A former Bloomberg contributing editor and primetime host, Jeffrey appeared as a guest celebrity judge on NBC's Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump for three seasons. All right. And now, back to the chat with Jeffrey. Tony, think about this. If I would have told you 10 years ago that you would let your daughter, you know, your teenage daughter, your your 18-year-old daughter, get into a car at 2 o'clock in the morning after she's been out having a great time into a car that she, of a person she doesn't know, and they will drive her home and you will be perfectly okay with that. Or let me give you this scenario that you would rent out your house to someone you don't know, let them stay in your house and sit naked on your couch. You, you would think I was nuts. And of course, here we are, we've got Uber and we've got Lyft. So that, and, and we're talking about companies that have no assets and, and two of the most richest, most value-based companies in the world. So, so, you know, you have to understand it changes the way you do business. I mean, it's changing the hotel business. It's changing the taxi business. You imagine these these cab drivers in New York City who who bought these medallions. These are licenses that are worth a million and a half, two million dollars just to to for the right to drive a cab in Absolutely New York City. Crazy. Yeah, and today those they're they're almost worthless. Because somebody with the uh, you know um, uh, a Nissan Ultima, you know um, that they you know normally drive their kids around, can clean it up, vacuum it out, and now start driving you around town. And there's so, it's so just, many of them too. Uh, it's just it's crazy. When I go yeah. out, by the way, for an Uber or something, you know, on the little app, there's like ten, fifteen just circling the neighborhood. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's astonishing. So you have to learn that your your job as an executive, your job as an owner is how can I adapt? How can I change so that I don't die? And and so my first book I wrote was called The Mirror Test. And it's about and the only person that's responsible for that is the person that looks at back at you in the mirror every day. And so it's it's so you so yes, I understand you might say it's harsh. I don't look at it as being harsh. I just look at it as being realistic. And, you know, 
where it's been harsh is when I've been surprised. Whenever I've had to go through harsh situations, it's because I was surprised. And so what I try to do my best at is to help convince other business leaders and owners and entrepreneurs, CEOs, the C-suite, that this is a fundamental piece of business and it ain't like it used to be. And we all know that. And so the rate of change is coming faster. I mean, who would have thought, you know, cryptocurrencies would be a ground. Like they were going to be dealing with, at some point here soon, tens of thousands of different currencies, not, not 135, you know, or whatever the number of countries that we have, countries we have around the globe, but tens of thousands, tens of thousands of currencies are going to be traded in a millisecond. And you're going to have to know how to do that and how to deal with it. And that you're going to have to have a, a crypto wallet and a nano wallet or whatever you want to call it. And you're going to have to have ways to take different kinds of of exchanges through different kinds of exchanges to exchange those coins. It's just, it's going to be bonkers. And, and how exciting. So with that, with that change, by the way, aha, comes opportunity. And so for those that move fast and those that move uh, with great skill, there's great opportunity. So true. And speaking of that, you have a book, I believe the title's called Think Big, Act Bigger. Yeah, the rewards of being relentless because it's only the relentless that win in the end. That's right. And that reminds me, not reminds me, but I think you have a statement there. There's no easy way out. As you said earlier in the show, it's hard work and it's, it's the real deal. It's hard work because it's hard and there's no magic bullet. You just don't wake up one day and you're a zillionaire or a best-selling author. There's a lot of little steps that lead up to that. But you have a point that you really bring where it's not just thinking big, it's acting bigger. I'd love for you to give us a little bit more about that philosophy. Well, it's, it gets back to that whole thing about adding the zeros. You know, I, you know, I have a saying, a lot of people ask me about my, where I'm from, South Dakota. And even for our C-suite office, we have a back office and, and it's in South Dakota. And everybody says, well, we've got New York offices in New York, LA, uh, you know, San Francisco, Seattle, uh, New Jersey. We got people and now we just got hired somebody and we got an office down north of Miami. And, 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 and so, and, and then I say in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Everybody goes, what? Yeah, what? Why? And I and I said, and I finally just spurred it out because we can, because we can. Okay, so no, 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 because we have an office there. Yeah, well, but because we can, we choose to do that, right? You know, and and so it's a conscious choice to 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 think big and act bigger. You know, I I constantly can't stand people who say, well, it's not in the budget. Well, it's not in the budget because you haven't made it a big enough thing. Or I haven't convinced you enough to put it in the budget. You know, I, I, and I make a, there's, a, there's a story in the book where, uh, you know, here I was at Kodak managing, you know, $17 billion and, and, and or helping to manage $17 billion. And, and I, I saw something and I thought, well, this is pretty cool. We should do this. And it was like January the 3rd or 4th. And early in the year, and our fiscal year was January 1 through December 31st. And so I called this person up and I said, you know, let's put this in the budget. And they said, well, um, I said, let's do this project. Let's put it in the budget. Could you, could you execute it? And they, they called me back and said, can't do it. It's, I said, why? It's not in the budget. I said, are you kidding me? It's <laughs> this is January 3rd, 4th, and at a $17 billion, you can't find $20,000 to do this project. Why don't you bring me your budget? Come up, in fact, today at 2 o'clock, I got a point, I got to open in my schedule. Bring your budget. You come, and we'll find it. We'll see what we can do to find it. And then and the person said, no, I'll find it. We'll do it. You know? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, but so that's what you have to do. You have to think big. And, but the more importantly thing is you got to act bigger, which, you know, the, uh, there's, you hear this, I'm sure Tony, all the time, all these people coming up with all these great ideas and they got great ideas, great ideas, great ideas, but an idea without implementation is just air. And so it's, so it's critical for you to think big, but it's more importantly to act bigger. And there are going to be times in your business when, when you've got to be aspirational and you've got to push it and you've got to be you know, a little crazy sometimes and, and do things you th- don't think you can do. And there's going to be times that you're going to ask people to do more for less. And, there, and you know, there's going to be all these different, you know, different aspects of it. And that's what we're supposed to do. That's what you've got to do. And you've got you to think big about it. And then there are going to be times when people are going to come to you and it's going to, it's going to question you and it's going to make you think twice because it is, you know, they're trying to make you like an ethical question, you know, or how do we deal with this? And it's going to, it's going to be hard. And, and that's why I say it's not easy. And so to think big and then to act bigger. So when you're, when you, you're grounded in great values and you're grounded, that's why our hero club is so important to us or the work that we're doing it, when it's grounded in great values, well, then it, then it becomes easier to do. It becomes easier to do. I absolutely love it. Great point and so true because for such a long time, way back when, it was always think big. You're thinking too small. Think big. Start thinking yeah. bigger. Well, now we're added another dimension on that. Act even bigger. I like that. Very good. Great point. Jeffrey, you're a best-selling author, and we've talked about one or two of your books do you have a latest book here? Yeah, I got a new book that'll be out next year. I haven't announced it. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about it, but we're calling it The Hero Factor. You know, how to drive really winning cultures. I mean, it's important for great leaders to transform organizations and to create winning cultures. So I want to talk about that because in your town, you know, in my town, when I go into the you know local place to eat breakfast and early in the morning and the you know businessmen and women come in and they walk through the room, you know, you kind of know who the heroes are. You kind of know those businesses that stand out that really do the right thing in the community. And, and, and those are everywhere. And, and we also know these big iconic businesses that are real heroic businesses. Now there's the, there's these businesses like GE and these businesses that make good money and they, they do good to the bottom line, but I'm talking about heroic businesses, you know, like Rob Ryan's business. When Rob was the CEO of Ascent Communications back in 1998, he sold it for $20.4 billion. That's unheard of. $20.4 billion. And when he sold it, he set aside a percentage of the company and gave it to the employees, making the single largest number of millionaires in one day, and which is phenomenal. And so you can imagine all these people come up to him and say, Mr. Ryan, Mr. Ryan, you're my hero. And so he didn't need to do that. He didn't have to do that. But he and his wife, Terry, Terry was the chief legal officer at the time, decided that's what they wanted to do. They were they remembered the people that got him there. I like well, that. that's, that's fantastic. It, it is fantastic. And and so but there's story after story after story like that. And that's what this new hero book is all about. So it's called The Hero Factor and how great leaders transform organizations and create really great winning cultures. And they're there. And, and, you know, it doesn't have to always be about money. It might be about the environment, it might be about taking care of the little league team or, or funding the symphony or, 
or, you know, just making sure that, you know, look what Shabani's doing. I mean, that to me, that's a, that's a hero. There's a hero factor, what he's doing, what he's, he's got it, you know, and, and I can show you 1-800-Flowers with what he does and Operation Smile and, you know, um, the CEO of that company. And of course he's gone on to buy, I don't know, a gazillion companies now. He's got, uh, you know, Harry and David and a bunch of others, but this is what I'm talking about. Why is it that certain businesses do it over and over and over again? Well, there's a hero factor. There's an intensity factor that drives them in what they do, and and I'm and so I'm uncovering it, and I'm having a blast doing it. And of course, we have what's called the Hero Club because Rob Ryan started it, and Rob and I got together a few years ago, and and now we're just going to town with it. So, and we're looking for other heroes. We're looking for other CEOs that want to sign a pledge and 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 a pledge of integrity, a pledge of values that say you will operate your business like this. And if you operate your business like that, well, you're not only a hero company, but you become a hero leader. And I think that's, that's phenomenal. This is the spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Just ahead, we're going to find out more from Jeffrey Hazlett, primetime TV and podcast host. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey guys, Tony D'Urso here, and I have to say thank you. Thanks a million. A million downloads, that is. Go to TonyDurso.com slash TV and read all about the exciting next adventure we have in store for you. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O dot com slash TV. And once again, thanks a million. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Listening to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to the Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on the Spotlight. 
Today's show is with Jeffrey Hazlett, primetime TV and podcast host. Jeffrey is a well-traveled public speaker, the author of two best-selling business books, The Mirror Test and Running the Gauntlet, and Think Bigger, Act Bigger, The Rewards of Being Relentless. He is one of the most compelling figures in business today and a member of the CPAE Speaker Hall of Fame. All right, back to the chat with Jeffrey. Tony, for so long, you know, businesses have been kind of looked down on, quite frankly, in a lot of places. Like we're, you know, sometimes the government, you know, looks at us like we're out to, you know, to... To, to spoil the water or, or pollute the air or, or you know, operate unsafe conditions, and they think they got to protect us. Well, 99% of the business people I know, okay, operate with great integrity and, um, and try to do their best. So now, some do better than others. And, you know, there's always a couple of those zeros guys out there, those asshats, I guess, the best way to describe <laughs> them, you know. And... But yet everybody else. And so I think it's time for us to rise up and say, let's start recognizing the, the great the great ones and the ones that, that, that really drive the free enterprise system in this country that allow us to be the kind of nation that we are. And quite frankly, it has allowed many other countries and populations and societies to succeed as well. And that's been, you know, a really great free enterprise system of business. Business makes a lot of things happen. And without without a good business, you don't have much to you don't have much. That's so true. Yeah. And that's such a fantastic story. I absolutely love it. And when that book comes out, Jeffrey, please circle back and let me do an interview with you on that once it goes out. I'd love to talk about that. Oh, I can't wait to tell I, you the stories. <laughs> oh, I am so interested in that. I I know someone that worked with a company, put in blood, sweat, and tears, was an executive in the company. And when the company sold, you know, for eight digits... Not wow. a penny was given mm-hmm. to any of the executives for all their hard work to make it. Yet they're the ones that carry the company. And some of the people had to sue and it just got weird. And it's like, where's yeah. the appreciation for these people? No, it's not in the contract. No, it's not in writing. But they're the ones that took it. And I just am so impressed at some of these stories that you were telling about. And I well, I'm going to put, by the way, Tony, I'm yes. going to put those in the book, too. So I, I want people to understand that there's choices in life. And so I have a, we, we've actually created a grid, this, uh, what I call the hero intensity scale, to where you can actually start to plot where your business, you want it to go based on your integrities and values and the things that you want to do. And again, in that grid, that four, four segment grid, there, there's people that, you know, that high profit, low hero. There's 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 high profit and high hero. There's high hero and low profit, right? There's, we know a lot of those businesses too, where they're they're trying to do the right thing. They just don't make money. They're terrible operators, all right. Um, but they're, they're but they're I would call them do-gooders. And then there's these asshats out there that you know who rape and pillage, so to speak. And it's a bad word to use. I apologize. But who really don't do you know well? Like whether it's a Bernie Mayhoff or the guy that the, the pharmaceutical guy that just went to, to jail, you know, or fined. I don't, I'm not even sure. I, I, I hate negative stories like that. It makes me want to punch those guys in the throat, so to speak. Um, totally to, understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, but just, yeah it's terrible to see that, isn't it though? I, I And so I'm going to, I'm going to point some of those out because I think, I, I think bad behavior needs to be called, you know, who, who wrote that? Somebody wrote that one time, uh, uh, reward good behavior and confront bad. I can't remember who that like was, it. but that, that was it. 
Was that Collins? Was that Collins? Or I'm or, not sure. I have to. I have to. We'll just search it. It'll take two seconds. <laughs> yeah, we should Google it. You know? <laughs> Jeffrey, we, we got a little bit of time here. We've talked about C-Suite, and I'm dying to find out myself. I've been through your site. I've looked around, but I know there's a whole nother depth and dimension. Can you tell us about C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's one of my favorite subjects, so thanks for asking. You know, I was on Bloomberg, had the number one business show on Bloomberg primetime, but when was the last time someone rushed home to watch primetime show? You just don't do it. You, you, um, rush, home, you rush to Google or uh, yeah, to YouTube. You, <laughs> or you rush, you rush home, and then you, you have dinner, and you do your stuff, and then, then you listen to what your friends are doing, and, and based on what they do, you do, and, and what uh, you do, they do. And so that's what we've, we've found out. And so I found out that more people were watching me online than were watching me through broadcast. And when that happened, I said, geez, why am I doing this? Why don't I take this and build this online? That's how I invented C-Suite TV. So I took C-Suite TV and I put it on, you know, all the streaming media. We're now the business channel on United. We're in the airports. We're in 38 broadcast cities as well. We broadcast uh, some of the content, not all. We have about 25 shows. We'll build to about 50 shows this year. And we put that out, and, and it's on Apple, Roku, Amazon Fire. It's everywhere that you can find it. And we have, you know, about 90 million views a year or a month. And so um, we're pretty pretty excited about it and what we're building and how we're building it. So, And we have different levels of the TV. So we have really what we call broadcast quality. And then we have a featured quality, which is pretty doggone close. And then we have what we call showcase, which is two guys on Skype, you know, with a headset. So, <laughs> you know, a little bit of everything, So, which is great because it's all now video content so and that's the new tv you know and we and we find that it doesn't have to always be great it just has to be good and so the better it is in terms of content and people will say well geez it needs to be shorter attention it needs to be shorter well that's all bull you know last time i turned i i watch people who who uh, been watch uh, binge watch downton abbey watch eight seasons in three days so if it's if it's good quality people will will watch it and Absolutely. then if it hits your interest level if it's what people like it doesn't matter the length and i hear this too short videos short videos well you know what my TV show is 30 minutes long, though I will, you know, br break it up for guests or whatever. But if you want it, you will listen to it because it's got all this great info in it. Yeah. And, and then so the next thing was, OK, I was on CBS. I was one of their big anchors on CBS and CBS radio and doing my podcast. I was the business anchor. And, you know, we had tons of shows on that. And then. They decided that they didn't want to go uh, business anymore. And I said, that's good. I'll take it. And I started C-Suite Radio. Uh -huh. And so now we have about 60 podcast shows that, that we broadcast out. And we put them on various platforms. And, and behind the scenes, we help our our, our host with analytics and, and advertising. And, you know, so we're a platform for that. And so we have different genres of, of podcasters, just like we do on the TV side. But in this particular case, everything's delivered. Delivered, you know, through iTunes or various other platforms where you want to find the content. And, you know, we can help our, you know, go to where you're at. So, you know, we have little tools that allows the, the podcast doesn't just have to be on iTunes anymore. It can be on someone's website or, um, you know, anywhere you want to put it, we can put an embed player. So, so we're learning all these new things in different ways. Again, change, adapt or die. And, and so we become a network. And by the end of this year, we'll have 100, maybe 150 podcast shows. That's absolutely and, amazing. And, you yeah. know, another thing which I've done, and by the way, I've never mentioned this. I started 
Voice America on, I think it was last June, I forget the exact, in like four or five months, I was the number one show, and I still am today, the number one show on their influencers channel on Voice America. I've just never mentioned it, it just wasn't that important. The thing that got that so, so big was in having the podcast and then marketing to that through a mobile app. And now all the people that like my podcast see or hear the show, the internet radio show and vice versa. And through that marketing, you so don't want to forget things such as the YouTube or the mobile app because so many people like to go to one place. So you make it available for them in one place and they listen. Yeah, it's just a great one. Well, the, the key for most things in business, especially it is for television or for radio or what you would call podcasting is. And but but this is true for business. You don't try to change customer behavior. You try to capture customer behavior. So I try to put content wherever the people are. So I actually put content in elevators. I put contents on the back of airplane seats. I put contents in bars, in restaurants, in the airports. I put contents in hotel room. I put contents in doctor's offices. That is so, absolutely brilliant. I love it. So I can go into s certain elevators and hear, and hear a podcast, hear your show. You, you know, the thing about the elevator is you can't, almost, almost, <laughs> you're very close. I wish they would have sound, but the elevators, they don't like sound. It's kind of creepy. Well, so, they have the music or music yeah, as it's called. They'll do music, but even that's, 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 if you get on the next elevator, you'll find out they're actually killing that off too. You're right. Because, you're right. I, yeah. I'm just scanning all the latest elevator trips for a while and you, you don't hear it. The music is gone. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We blinked and it disappeared. So now, now it's a captive screen, and then, of course, what we have to do is feed that video clip up with some really great graphics and with some really great text. You know, and two weeks ago or so, I was in some restaurant, and I went into the men's room, and I could not believe what I saw. There it was over a urinal, an actual TV <laughs> screen playing, and I'm thinking, how long is somebody going to stand here and watch a show? Well, for some for some older guys, it's a lot longer. But there you go. That's a that's the way T, TMI. But the but I'm actually working on with a company right now because I'm on a a, a couple of a, a number of boards, corporate boards, and one board I'm on is is a, a very big visual display company. But I'm all about to go on another board where we're actually going to put video players over sinks, over washrooms, so with the faucet. And it does a number of different things. Um, so because you actually spend more time washing your hands than you typically will stand over the urinal. So the in public places, you'll start to see, trust me, this is going to be big. It sounds wacky, but it's so wacky, it's it makes sense. So well, it's going to be. you're speaking to someone who's on TV now, so I have a whole different perspective of this. I'm very interested in something like this. This is a new age. This is, again, your point of adapt, change, or die. You've got, to, you've got to grow and hit new markets to, to, because of the competition. This is the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Just ahead, Jeffrey shares more insights and his contact info. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hi. 
Tony here with a quick word about getting you discovered. Do you want a lot of people checking out your sales page, your branding page, your podcast? Like many people, are you just trying to do it all yourself? Or maybe get by with a virtual assistant or two? Are you taking webinars, seminars, and workshops to learn how to grow your social media and how to bring visitors to your site? Or are you downloading free ebooks, buying books, buying classes, doing this and that just to learn how to get more sales, more people, more exposure? We all do. And it isn't all that it's cracked up to be for some, is it? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. It takes a lot of training. I've written books on this and I'm helping others get a lot of visitors to their web pages and podcasts. And I mean thousands and thousands every month. Check it out. Go to TonyDierso.com slash grow. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O dot com slash G-R-O-W. TonyDierso.com slash grow and get discovered. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel do you believe that being fit is difficult do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym it doesn't tune into have it all with devin alexander devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality tune in every wednesday at 9 a.m pacific time and 12 noon eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDURSO.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight. Today's show is with Jeffrey Hazlett, primetime TV and podcast host. Jeffrey is a leading business expert cited in Forbes, Success, Mashable, Marketing Week, and Chief Executive, among many others. He shares his executive insight and commentary on television networks like Bloomberg, MSNBC, Fox Business, and C-Suite TV. And now, back to the chat. Well, and with that, you have to have engagement. So so one of the key things for people who are out there and you're driving your business, though, so a lot of folks don't know that this is, this is starting to happen or has happened. But for instance, 
you know, email is still very important, but it's going to be tougher and tougher because Google is making a lot of change. Over half the email that's delivered today is done over Google. Well, so Google is starting to deliver email based on engagement. So if you do a bulk mailing to, let's say, 100,000, 10,000, 5,000, if you don't have a lot of engagement, and they know this because they have all these different kinds of cookies and little trailers and little bits of of data that's on top of this, and if you don't have engagement with that person, they won't deliver it. So it isn't about having a great mailing list. It's about whether you've got a great reputation or whether you have great in, in, in that, and that means engagement. So engagement relates back to reputation. So based on your reputation is how you will deliver the messages. Now, this is why it's important that you start to develop other means of content. So whether it's video, whether it's podcast, you know, whether it's blogs or written content articles so that you can you can curate the community that you serve. And if you curate the community you serve and you have high engagement, man, you've got nirvana. That's the name of the game. So, you know, while I might have a, a really large audience, so I've got like 600,000 Twitter followers and I've got, you know, millions of downloads of, of the podcast and, and millions of views on the on, on the. Uh, on the uh, television shows, well, that's awesome. But if people aren't engaged with it, it doesn't mean anything. Um, t- that's, high, that's, that's nothing but eyeballs and ears. But what you want to do is build hearts and minds. And by following the hearts and minds, there's a higher value to that. And so I'm lucky that we've built that and we built it very slow, meaning we built it as it's organic and real. And as a result, when I, when I tweet things out or I do things you know, with sponsors or my partners, or just people I really like. I mean, that's, by the way, that's how I get half my advertisers is I like a product and I just start talking about it. And then pretty soon they say, Hey, why don't we do something together? And I learned a long time ago, my first book, I wrote about it where I used to, I used to um, drink Diet Mountain Dew like crazy. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And so, you know, I drink eight, 10 of those a day. And I I wrote about it so much that when um, that Pepsi sent me a, a truckload of it one day for free, Oh, and interesting. Yeah, how cool is that? So now I write about Mercedes and Rolexes. <laughs> <laughs> there you, you go. Know, and yeah. one day, oh, look, three new three new Mercedes in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, well, not, not quite, but I did get a Cadillac Escalade, so that was pretty cool. Very and a, and a, and a, and a, a, a Chopar watch and, and, and other things, and, and Toomey, you know, um, and things like that that come my way but because I like them. You know, it doesn't mean if I, you know, people give it to me and I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm very, I love it, but, but I really like to use things that I, that I like to do and I love because you have to be genuine. So, so watch it. So, so there's, there's my advice uh, today for people is your engagement is your reputation, you know, and by the way, that's your brand. Your brand is nothing but a promise delivered. So what is it you're delivering to your customers? It's not your logo. It's not your look. It's not the colors. It's not your, you know, styles and font styles and style guys style guidelines it's it's really about what is the promise that you're delivering to your customer i and like so, that and you know jeffrey this goes into a whole new thing that you i and other podcasters have been into in in the last little while which is the power of podcasting and here you are you're mentioning and talking about something you like and next thing you know you run into a sponsorship i'd like you you know finish your statement here but also let's take this into what we can do with podcasting and again as i mentioned the power of it. 
Well, you know, we're, we're circling back to the days of early television and early radio where, you know, the, the message is organic inside the podcast or inside the television shows where we don't have to. Everybody knows that when I when I'm on a, in a movie and I use a, a can of Coke, someone's paid me for that. There's, you know, it doesn't, it's not, it's not organic. That's what happens. I mean, they, 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 if they use a certain car, it's because that's because they paid to put the thing in there. So, so people are smart. And so it's okay to have, you know, good conversations about the brand or, you know, and I do that in my own podcast. You know, I have sponsors like, uh, well, Toomey and Glenfiddich Scotch and, and, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Cause uh, I just love the, I love coffee and, and, you know, and I've got, you know, in stitch you, I got, you know, lots of them and I but I worked in the regular conversations you know and, and they, I try not to be obtuse or you know in, intrusive in terms of the way I deliver the message so so that's why I got to believe into it but it really adds to the authenticity of the podcast I think that podcasts are important and, and the quality of that I mean you spend you spend a lot of good time in making sure that you're delivering a quality product not you know and not everybody does that and I hope the people who are listening understand the difference between you know great great host and, and, and great communicators like Tony and, and there's others that do it. You know, I'm sitting here in my bullpen, you know, I, I just like to do it in a natural environment, but you know, you try to give the best kind of quality that you possibly can. I love it. Jeffrey, you've done so much. You've hinted and not even hinted. You've talked about some of your upcoming projects. Let's open it up a little bit more. Tell us what your future looks like. <laughs> you know, everybody always, sometimes they'll ask you, say, what's the best thing you've ever done? I said, I don't know. I haven't done it yet. So, uh, you know, or, or what's your biggest mistake? I don't know. I haven't done it yet. You know, uh, you know my future is right, right now. It's all around the C-suite network. And, and then, of course, I own another business called Tallgrass, uh, which is a public relations social media company. And the slogan is, if you want to run with the big dogs, you got to learn to pee in the tall grass. And it, a very aggressive company, as you can imagine. They only work with high-growth companies. And so I, you know, I serve on about 14 boards and I lead the C-suite network and, and, you know, do my own shows, but those are fairly, I got such great producers and great team that support me that it's, it's easy for me to do them because I just do things I like, you know, so it's not a difficult thing for me to do. And, and I'm a quick study too. So if I've got to do an interview, I, I only need a few minutes before the interview because I'm, I try to be well read. I try to be up on what's going on. And if I don't, I, I admit it like, well, you know, like what's that mean you know i don't know so I, i'll ask it because i think i'm like like the regular person that's okay you know that's okay you know and and so i'm gonna continue to do that, I, that we're gonna uh, we're really building c-suite tv we're really building c-suite radio they're going to be major networks um we know that in a, just in a different form than what you have seen networks in the past the ability for us you know to we just recently just made major changes in our our podcasting to be able to to give the analytics to to drive interstitial ads put pre-roll post rolls do a lot of different things um it just it's so cool to be able to watch and do and then and then to put our partners together with great c-suite executives that we do in the c-suite network with our membership black you can join for a thousand bucks and you can do that and then our hero club which is a much much higher level you know we have so many people who are just doing great work in the hero club and they're they're exiting with great you know with great velocity and doing great things for their people and it's just fun to watch the and and, and to change change people's lives and, 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 and our, and our team and our, and our community is doing that every day. Absolutely amazing. You've just taken one item, one point of TV or the radio 
and just expanded it and expanded it and expanded it. In fact, you're practicing what you teach. You you think big and you're acting bigger. I absolutely love some of these things that you're doing and plan to do. Well, I appreciate that. Sometimes you fall on your face, though, too. That's okay. No one died. No one you died. Know, you and I may make it look easy, and you are way far above. I'm not comparing myself to you. you. You've done so much more. But there is no magic bullet. You have to get up and do it, do it, do it. Back to the hard work because it's hard. But yeah. when, when it's all done, it may look more easy. I can stand up on stage and say I'm a four-time author. I'm a best-selling author, blah, 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 blah. It may look easy, but there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And you really appreciate that, but you just keep on going. I love it. I'm like the Energizer buzzing. There you go. That's me. (laughs) Now, in our audience, we may have some people that want to get into media, broadcasting, and so forth, and they may want to follow in some of these footsteps. Jeffrey, what would what kind of advice would you give to them? Just uh, be the best you can, and do you know, and be you. A lot of times, you see people trying to um, to be someone else, be what they think it should be, rather than. Really, the best shows, the best best content is the stuff that's really genuine and the people are real. You know, you just think about all those great shows that are out there and the great people and the great content. It, it's always been real. And so that that's one piece. And the other thing is, I want you to be realistic. To, you know, Tony, you and I were talking about how we make it look easy. It is not easy. You know, it t- you know I had funding for my first TV show and it took me a couple of years to get it on. And I was good at it. Okay. Not only was I good at it, I had the money. Okay. And it wasn't easy to do it. And, and so I have so many people come to me and they think this is what it is. And then, and they're also being taken advantage of by lots of different people because they didn't study enough. They just wanted the fame. They, they wanted the fame so bad that they didn't understand what it really takes to make that work. And so that that's what I, you know, I've had people come to me and I say, well, you're going to spend another year or two and you're going to go off and do that and you're going to end up coming back to me and you're going to waste a lot of money because they're not going to pick that show up, not the way you have it now. And they go, oh, you don't know. I, I'm talking to Hearst. I'm talking to this. I'm talking to that. And I go, yeah, I got it. <laughs> you're talking there, to me and I've done it. So yeah. there's so many moving parts to a TV show and scheduling and putting everyone together and the camera and the makeup and the director and the editing. Oh. And it just goes on and on. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. But you know, I can make this, I can handle it, but it is so much work. Then when you see the finished product, you're like, Oh yeah, that's cool. But the work that goes in, in between it is crazy. Yeah, I don't even watch my stuff anymore. I, it's, it's, I, mean, I do it, and then I'm done. I'm, I'm okay with it. My team puts it together, and I might watch it every once in a while. So I'll, I'll say, "Hey, can we put some stuff here? Can we do this? I like you to do this next time." But you know, I, I look at it, and it's whole. You know, the other piece, Tony, that I'd suggest to somebody that's really thinking about this, I always tell speakers this, and I should say, I do the same thing with the media folks. Is I want you to decide whether you you want fame or you want fortune. So because true. It's two different things. You're right. Two different things. And and everybody will usually say you want both. I said, well, I appreciate that. But, you know, there's very few of us in this business that get both. Very few. And I said, you know, I, I am lucky enough to have done that. But that and I mean, that's luck. And it's a lot of hard work, too. But, you know, I always tell them I rather and they say, what would you go for? I said, well, I go for fortune. Because if I make money and and do what I'm doing, I have to do it right. By doing it right, I make money. And by making money, I gain fortune. And you know what? I usually get the fame for free. And if not, I can buy it. 
that's funny. That's funny. Jeffrey, would you like to provide any contact information if some of our audience would like to get a hold of you or find out more about your C-suite and so forth? Oh, that is so nice of you. You know, the you can read. Look, my last name is Hazlett. H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T. You just got to Google that. Jeffrey Hazlett, and you can find me anywhere or look for the C-Suite, C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio, C-Suite Book Club. You know, you name any, anything with C-Suite on it, we, we're, we're behind it. We're trying to do it. If not, we should be. And uh, you can find me. So you can, you can tweet me. You can post it on Facebook. You can post it on LinkedIn. I get back. I answer all that. So please. Very cool. And I'm going to do something totally crazy I've never done. But then, hey, I'm Italian. I can do that. I'm going to tell you a little story to make one of your sponsors happy because you just taught me that in this interview. <laughs> I, I grew up in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, but I was born in Italy. So there, therefore, you get that little Chicago accent out of me. And when I was about five years old, I was, I was an entrepreneur. I had my own paper out, boy, so that therefore you are an entrepreneur. And starting about five, six, we lived about three, maybe four, and I'd, I'd have to map it out, and I could, but I, right now I'm going to guess three to four miles from our house to the Dunkin' Donuts. And about once <laughs> once a month, once every maybe two months, my brothers, because I had, there's six of us, okay? Some of us would say, let's go get some Dunkin' Donuts. It's like, yeah, and we would walk three to four miles, and it didn't matter if it was really, really cold in Chicago, a little bit of snow, the crunching of the snow. We would walk to Dunkin' Donuts, eat the donuts, two, usually two, you know, and I always like the ones with jelly and maybe a cup of coffee <laughs> or something. Because at five years old, if you're Italian, you drink coffee. So it's not, there's nothing odd about it. And then we would walk all the way back home. Now, we wouldn't bring any donuts for anyone else or anything, but we'd walk all the way back home until the next one or two months later. And it was, that was the thing, was walking that long for Dunkin' Donuts. So there you go. That's free for your sponsor. Well, that's fantastic. Love to hear those. I hear those all the time. It's it's so great to hear that. It just makes you man. What a great connection too. They they've been a good sponsor. America America runs on donut, and so does my show. I love it. Well, thank you again. Amazing. Hats off to you. You've gone so far, so fast. Yes, you make it look easy, but you really practice what you preach. You act bigger. I absolutely love it. Such an amazing interview with you, Jeffrey Hazlett. You are the primetime TV podcast host, celebrity author. Thank you so much for sharing all this. Absolutely great. Hey, it's been a pleasure and an honor to be with you today. Thank you. Great. Our, my honor again. And also to our Spotlight audience, it's our honor to have you listen. All right, everyone, please keep your focus on success, and I'll see you next on the Spotlight. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend.